Welcome back to the eSpecial Needs Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Blanner. In season two of the eSpecial Needs Podcast, we'll be addressing care for the whole person, focusing on early intervention and school-based care resources. We've noticed that it can be difficult to find relevant and researched information for all stages of life, so our next season is focused on that. Here at eSpecial Needs, we want you to be able to not only get the products you need for your loved ones, but also help answer some of the questions that you might have along the way. Whether you're a parent, teacher, caregiver, therapist, or sibling, we want you to be able to help you get the information that you need while you're on the go. Our guest today on the eSpecial Needs podcast is Kelly Quinn. She is the regional director for the state of Missouri for an organization called Best Buddies. Today, she's going to talk to you about finding and making and maintaining friendships and why that's important for individuals with disabilities or special needs. Without further ado, welcome Kelly. So uh, I'm Kelly Quinn. I serve as the Missouri State Director for Best Buddies International. And what Best Buddies does is it teaches people with and without disabilities how to thrive socially together, whether that's friendships in school, in the workplace, or out in the community. Um, Our programs are designed to really empower people to see themselves as leaders who can make an impact through inclusion and integration. And our programs provide resources and structure uh, to allow people to build habits that foster inclusion for people who are different amongst each other together. One of the things that I really wanted to do with this podcast is talk about both sides of the perspective from a parent's perspective, from a child's perspective, and from like a neurotypical person who's Mm -hmm. just an everyday, you know, Joe Schmo in society. Um, So I wanted to kind of talk about how it's important for pretty much everyone in those kinds of positions to make friends with people with disabilities or special needs. So... If you want to kind of just speak to that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a parent myself. So um, as a parent, you know, when you look at your children, you naturally want them to be accepted by their peers. And we do our best to um, share our values and our belief system and teach our children how to be good community members. Um, But it's hard because our values might not be the same as another family's values. And when there are natural differences, um, it's human nature to kind of pull away from that or shy away because what's different is often seen as something wrong. And it's really not that anything's wrong. It's just that it's different. And the distance between those differences oftentimes can feel so great that it's hard to come together and see that there's really not that much that's different. It's really about a mindset. Um, so, you know, from parent, from a parent perspective, I think, you know, having two children, um, ne- and neither of my children are individuals with disabilities, but also being a parent who works with families who have children with disabilities, I see the differences in just the mindsets about ensuring our children are welcomed and invited and find their place where they belong. Um, And I think for kids, that sense of belonging is so great. Whether you have a disability or not, no matter where you come from or what walk of life, it's human nature and it's one of our basic needs to, to have a sense of belonging and feel like with that belonging, you have purpose. And our friends, when we think about it or not, 
are are the ones that help us figure that out. Um, those social relationships help us identify what our purpose is. So I think when you think about a parent perspective or a person with a disability or a person without a disability, we all have the same basic human needs. We want to connect with other human beings, feel like we belong, and from that, find our sense of purpose. And that's what drew me to Best Buddies as an organization. The approach of our programs really focus on that whole person and providing people the resources to be able to look past the differences so you can come together and you can have a human connection. And I like to say, you know, um, when you meet someone that you have something in common with or even might have a difference with, and then you find a commonality, there's something happens in your like in your heart, literally, and your body will feel this sense of adrenaline or um, this this rush of joy. And that's that's actually a physiological response from the heart to the brain saying, yes, this is awesome. Like this is good, I belong. And it's your it's our way of telling us that. And there's science behind that. And so Best Buddies, what it does is it it allows that feeling of joy to be possible for everybody. So kind of on the other side of the sense of belonging, let's talk about kind of isolation. Mm -hmm. So for families and individuals with special needs, how can they take the steps to overcome that isolation and make friends and feel that sense of belonging? I think it comes down to everyone learning how to trust each other. Um, And that's hard, you know, for anyone, whether you have a disability or not. And I think when we talk about isolation, um, unintended consequences of really great intentions, I'll take school communities for an example. Um, You know, some kids with special needs require some additional help or a specific classroom setting for them to be successful academically. And unfortunately, the unintended consequence of that great intention is that most of the other students in the school see that person going to a different part of the school. And so there's this unintended consequence of thinking, oh, well, they need more than I can give them. So I don't think that it's possible for us to be friends. So it's shifting your mindset and really trusting that people innately want to to be good. They want to do the right thing. And I was reading, um, going through social media last night, and my heart broke for one of my friends who is amazing. He has Down syndrome, and, I mean, he's hilarious. He has a tremendous sense of humor. He has a heart of gold. He is a gentleman. He's witty. He's smart. Um, he's um, He's fearless, but in a really bright kind of way. Um, And his dad shared something last night about how he was being, I guess, bullied at school. And that hurt me because really the reason that happens is because those kids don't know anything about this young man. And they're choosing to see their differences as something so great that it, they can't even get past it. And because they're uncomfortable with it, they act out in a negative way. Um, and that's why social isolation happens. 
because someone sees someone's differences as something that is they perceive as dangerous or um, so great that they don't know how to approach it. And unfortunately, some people, they that discomfort comes out in a negative way. And Best Buddies, really what we do with our programs is we focus on, you know, well, why do you feel isolated? Why do you feel like you don't belong in this group? And we try to create a space and invite people in and teach them that everyone belongs. We all have a place. And within Best Buddies, we're going to help you find that. And whether it's, you know, connecting with, you know, someone that's in one of your classes or your neighbor, we want to help you build those relationships because it's a lot of life is about who you know and who you welcome into your life. And the only way you can overcome loneliness is through human to human connection. It's not through social media. It's not through video chat. It's being present with another human being and trusting that they will always have your best interest at heart. You were talking earlier before we had the microphones on kind of how you guys have almost like a step by step guide or formula to kind of helping like neurotypical kids get over that kind of social isolation that they're placing upon a special needs community. Can you speak more to that? Sure. So um, Best Buddies as an organization has a global reach and we've been around for over 30 years with our uh, mission pillars being four things, friendship, integrated employment, leadership development, and inclusive living. Friendship is the lead in everything that we do. Um, And that program that we offer under that friendship pillar is available in school communities, um, for adults, and also for employers. So because of the history of Best Buddies, we learn through time how to evolve. And what is recognized is that relationships can't happen if someone is not putting effort into it and then someone's not reciprocating. So if you don't have that back and forth, it can't happen. So what Best Buddies has done is created um, basically a framework of how you can build habits and gain exposure to people who are different than you in ability or socioeconomic background, whatever it is. Um, And it takes that framework and suggests times of the month you should hang out, number of times of the month, or how often should you be communicating back and forth. And those are benchmarks that we set so people can develop habits Because if you're disciplined in trying to hang out twice a month or texting each other, calling each other once a week, over time, when you're disciplined with those benchmarks, they become habits. And when you develop a habit, then the natural, authentic relationship will really start to blossom because you don't think of it as, oh my gosh, I've got to hang out with this person twice a month. That's not what Best Buddies is about. We're not about you have to do something. You get to do it. And these are benchmarks that we suggest for people who are in a one-to-one friendship to allow them to, if they stay disciplined, again, you have to put the effort in. If you're disciplined with your effort, then those disciplined efforts become habits. And once you establish a habit, you're more likely to do it naturally. And that's why the Best Buddies programs have been so successful is that they are designed to 
foster authentic relationships, whether it's among young kids in our school programs or adults out in the community through our citizens program, or even in the workplace. Um, You know, people need friends at work too, and those become our natural supports. So I know that most people without disabilities um, are probably not familiar with the term natural supports, but we all have them. Mm -hmm. It could be, as an adult, it could be my spouse. It could be my you know, person in the cube next to me. We all have someone that helps us get through life. And so Best Buddies, what we do is we really make you aware of kind of the habits you've created and committed to that allow those types of relationships to happen. Um, And so Best Buddies has been successful at that for over 30 years. It's why when the friendship program was so successful, it led to, oh my gosh, we're actually seeing leaders. So now we have leaders in our community that are taking initiatives and showing others how easy it is to be friends with someone with a disability. And then what that does is foster integration, not just inclusion. And then from that, it's like, okay, now these kids are growing up and they're adults. How do we keep everybody's staying together. Well, you don't have to stop being friends with someone when you graduate or move on to that next stage of life. Um, And so, you know, friendships evolve, relationships evolve. Okay, now I'm out of college. What do I do next? Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a job. How can we keep this going with employers? So Best Buddies really is an organization that has learned how to evolve with the lifespan of the individuals we are serving. And we only get better at it when people share with us feedback or or success stories, like we can only be so good um, if people share with us how it's going for them. One of the things that you just said, you said something about fostering integration, not just inclusion. So could you break that down? Yeah. So um, I had seen this Venn diagram and I have this conversation a lot. So um, you have exclusion, right? So you have group A and group B in different circles. And then you can have inclusion where you can have, you know, group A with some of group B, but group B is kind of off to the side, but they're still together. The circles are connected. So think of a Venn diagram, if you will. So they're connected, but group B is still in their circle, And there's no overlap in that middle piece where the the circles have come together. Integration is where you have group A and B in the middle of that Venn diagram. They're together. You can't really, there's an equal amount of both in each side. And, um, you know, our school programs are really the easiest way to visualize this. If you walk into a school that has a special education program, um, I would I, I would imagine most people would experience that those students are in a, are included in the school building, but their homeroom classes are probably in a different part of the building or a wing. Um, and we still hear it today. Oh, th- those kids are in that part of the building. Those kids are down that hallway. Well, th- those kids are included in the building and they might have a class with some of their peers in general ed, but they always go back to that part of the building where those kids are. That's not that's not integration. You know, like, okay, yeah, great. They're included. They're here. We see them. 
but do you really see them? Do you really get to know these people? And it's the same thing in the workplace. You know, how many people have a coworker or someone who works, they might not even see them as a coworker. Oh, that person works here and, and they do this job. Okay, well, that person has a name. They are a person and they're your colleague. Whether they're working side by side with you on a project or whether they're emptying the trash, they're still your colleague because both of you have the same goal within the workplace. And that's to make whatever company you're working for achieve the ultimate goal of success, whether it's a revenue goal or we want to roll out this new product and be the leader in our industry. Every single person has a role. And so integration is when everyone's on board with that. And everyone knows that, you know, no one's role is better than anyone else's, but we all understand each other's purpose. And I think that's something that we really try to foster within Best Buddies. You know, it's not you know, oh, well, you know, you guys will get together and you'll meet in this special education classroom. We're really, okay, where's a great place that you guys want to go hang out? Where do you want to meet? Let's think through this. Oh, we want to go to the ice skating rink. Okay, well, three of the people that you're inviting are, you know, have have physical disabilities that might not be the most welcoming place? Have you thought through the whole process? And so integration for me, like, yeah, those kids would be included, but would they be integrated in the activity? Can they actually participate equally as others? I did that. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. But I kind of also want to talk about why integration is more important than inclusion. Because integration allows you to, to recognize the human being and get to know the person. You know, it's not about what the disability is. It's about what does that person have to offer? You know, we we use people first language at Best Buddies. So the person always comes first. And, you know, person with Down syndrome, person with autism, person with a physical disability. Um, but it allows you to see that person first. Like my friend that I was talking about earlier with Down syndrome, don't see his Down syndrome first. See, he's hilarious. See his passion for sports. See that he is very witty and quick to to have a fun, you know, response that makes everybody laugh. Um, see his joy. See what he has to offer and then find a common ground. That's why integration is so important because it allows you to actually get to know the other people. And it can be uncomfortable and it should be uncomfortable. The only way to get comfortable is to work through uncomfortable. Um, and so inclusion for me is like, okay, we're all here and we're we're just awkwardly here. And integration is we're thriving together and people are working together and um, not afraid of what anyone else will think of our relationship or how we're interacting. And integration is, is really a way to to not exclude anyone and always make sure that you are learning about another person and, and seeing them as a human being. So for parents of neurotypical children, so that aren't involved in the best books, Right. Right. Okay. What is What are three things that they can do to help their children get involved and help them integrate? Ask questions. Um. We're all 
curious beings. We all are thirsty for knowledge, whether we like getting knowledge in school academically or through experience. Um, But ask questions. Ask your kids, uh, hey, you know, I noticed that there is a group of kids at school who oftentimes are sitting at the same lunch table and they have teachers. Do you ever invite them to sit with you? Have a conversation about it. Do you have any kids at your school with disabilities? How do you feel about that? Um, And oftentimes it's hard for parents to ask that question because we ourselves as parents of neurotypical kids don't have the same challenges of worrying about whether our children are going to be accepted. There, some, there's, and I'm not an expert on this, but there's just something where those relationships happen a little more naturally um, because you kind of can't see the differences, I'm guessing. But um, ask your kids about it if they have, do you, you know, any of your friends have, have a disability, and have an open conversation. Uh, invite best buddies you're in your area to come in. Best buddies is in all 50 states. We are in 54 countries. We are designed to become inspired by people with and without disabilities. We're designed to empower you to to learn the tools and resources and um, learn about yourself so you can be more inclusive. And we're also designed to teach you how to pay it forward, how to excel. So like um, the three things that I I really focus on is inspire, empower, and excel. How are we going to move it forward? Why do we want to do inspire? Why do you want to do it in the first place? Why do you want to be inclusive? It doesn't have to be best buddies. It can be anything, but why? And then what are, what are the things you are going to do, the actions you're going to take that are going to get you there? And how are you going to teach that to other people so they can also do it? And then Excel is paying it forward. Okay, now other people are doing it. Let's repeat that cycle and keep it going. Um, if you're curious about how to get involved with the Best Buddies program, you can always email um, best Buddies or follow a Best Buddies state or Best Buddies International on social media in Missouri, email Missouri at bestbuddies.org. That's going to be your quickest, fastest way to get involved and say, I'm curious about Best Buddies and I'd like to learn more. One of us on our team or a volunteer will reach out, we'll ask you more questions so we can learn about you. And then we'll from that, we'll be able to say, okay, I think this program might might be the right way to go at this time. Some people call us and say, we heard about you. So-and-so told us all the things that we need to do to get a program started. We've got it ready. What do we do next? And that's awesome. Um, But ask is definitely the number one thing. Don't assume. And that's with everything in life. If you're curious about someone with a disability or if you're a parent and you're out shopping and, you know, someone's asking, your kids are asking you questions or whispering, don't whisper. People can hear whispering they or they can see it or they can sense it. Just ask, you know, and I have two young, curious kids who, you know, they'll they'll start to talk about, oh, mommy, why does that person have a wheels on their chair? Oh, well, I, that might be just how they get around. Would you like to ask them why they have it? And they'll look and I'll say, well, let's go ask. Let's ask. Because, I mean... My kids are curious. They should be able to approach someone who's different than them 
and get it and and not assume that that person is incompetent or incapable of doing something, ask. Yeah, because if you don't ask, it's more isolating than anything. It, it is because you're you're not only isolating that other person, you're isolating yourself, and you're you're feeding into fear, creating stigmas. Yeah, yeah, negative and things. It's it. You have to ask. I mean. Ask, 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 ask. Questions are great. And knowledge is power. I want to talk about also kind of on the flip side of that. So parents of special needs kiddos. Mm-hmm. How can they how can they work towards integration as well? Be an advocate for your for your child. Reach out to best buddies. I mean, that's why we exist. We exist to serve you and make it easier. So you can actually focus on being a parent and not focus on being the social director for your child. Um, So the same thing, reach out to us, send us an email. Um, We are here to help. We're here to learn about your family and learn about your child. We're going to ask, you know, what what does your child like to do? Or if your child is old enough to answer the questions, what do you like to do? Why do you want friends? <laughs> you know, I mean, again, you're going to find that the answers to those questions are this almost the same for a kid with special needs as it is for a neurotypical kid or person. I mean, we don't have to just talk about kids. Best Buddies serves all, all ages. Um, but ask, again, ask. Um, and don't be afraid. Best Buddies is also an organization. This is another reason why I love Best Buddies. We're not going to, like, you You have to have, like, committed a crime and be a felon, convicted felon, to not be in Best Buddies. So you opt in. You choose us as much as we, you know, say, here we are. Here's Best Buddies. We are a volunteer-led organization that connects people with and without disabilities through really meaningful relationship-building programs. And... No one gets service hours for being in Best Buddies. No one pays me to be friends with anyone, so I'm not going to pay you in service hours to be friends with anyone because oh, it takes away from the good. authenticity, mm-hmm. right? So that's an incentive as as any parent, um, especially a parent with a child with special needs. Like, okay, then the kids that are do- – the people that are doing this are doing this because they genuinely want to be friends with my my son or daughter. Um, that's – that's our promise. And then also um, part of what makes our programs unique is that we have dedicated staff that follow up with all of the people who are in our in our programs to make sure that they're doing what they said they're going to commit to. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the volunteer and opting in. Uh, when you opt in and you say, yes, I'm going to be part of this Best Buddies program at my school or in my community, you get to fill out a membership application. Don't be afraid to share everything with us. The more we know, the better we can prepare everyone in your child's new friend group to be a great friend for them. We're never going to single anyone out and say, oh, you know, Kelly has – Kelly's prone to seizures, so we all need to be aware of that. We're never going to do that. But if your child is prone to seizures, please share that with us. They're not going to – we're not going to say, oh, you can't have a friend because of that. It's going to allow us when we're doing our training with all of our volunteers to talk about how to respond 
um, or things that they can be aware of. Or if, you know, you have a food allergy, let us know. The more we know, again, the better we can prepare everyone to be a great friend for your child. And maybe you're going to share something that someone else doesn't. And because of that, it's going to prepare everyone to be great friends for the child whose parents were not ready to share everything. Um, so that's something we've really found over the past four years of being in Missouri. I really recognize that a lot of parents of our participants with special needs would only fill out like the bare minimum. And when we would ask for more information, they would share, we didn't share this, this, and this because in the past we've been disqualified so many times from programs. That's not what Best Buddies is. We're a place where everyone belongs and we're going to help figure out where that place is and we're going to go at your pace. So if you're not ready to you know, get matched in a one-to-one friendship, that's okay. There's a place for you within Best Buddies too where groups hang out. And we're going to give you your space and allow the time for those relationships to form naturally. We're not, we don't want to force them on anyone. We're also not promising that we're going to make best friends here. That's also something like not everything's going to always work out. Um, and so we really try to say and remind people we're creating a space and creating pathways that will foster relationships between people with and without disabilities. Uh, but we're not committing to to making best friends and we're going to do the best that we can with the resources we have and sometimes you know kids are kids we hear this more in our i think more from the kid demographic than the adult demographic but oh my gosh my my kid's friend didn't text them at all this week they're not following the program okay well our let's look at the full picture here was it finals week um was that was there was the friend out of town? Was the friend sick? Let's look at the whole picture and we try to talk through that as well. Again, you know, don't assume that because the text didn't come through this week that that person doesn't want to be friends with your kid anymore or that they don't care. Maybe there's another reason, you know? And so we really try to remind people of that and also reminding parents like, you're not the lead in the friendship. You yeah. can't make <laughs> you can't be the friend, right? So, you know, if your kid's gonna be friends with someone, you have to you have to trust that as an organization, Best Buddies has prepared those other individuals to honor their commitment as best they can. And we can't make people do anything. Um, but it's a lot harder for kids to become friends when parents are involved like and not involved in the sense of I'm going to drive or I can help carpool but involved in the sense of I have to be the one that's making all the arrangements that's not a natural friendship Um, and so it shifts the dynamic so we really focus on peer to peer so similar age groups similar gender um, similar interests. Like you, ha- there has to be a lot of shared commonalities for those friendships to foster. With warm weather upon us, it's the perfect time to help kiddos get a little exercise outside. Available in a variety of colors and sizes, Riften Adaptive Tricycles combine fun and therapy, encouraging muscle strengthening, socialization, and exercise integration. 
Right now, pick up a free $100 eSpecial Needs e-gift card whenever you purchase a Riften Adaptive Trike at eSpecial Needs. E-gift card awarded after order is processed. If the product is returned for any reason, the value of the e-gift card will be deducted from any refund. Remember to consult your physician or therapist before purchasing a Riften Adaptive Tricycle. Just go to eSpecialNeeds.com. talk a little bit more about the parents perspective and kind of mm-hmm. what's important for the parents of special needs and neurotypical kids to kind of remember um because I think oftentimes special needs parents are used to being the super advocate for their kid right you know they they get involved in just about everything especially like in terms of like school supports and other supports like that but can we talk more just kind of about like what things parents of kids with special needs should remember in these kinds of situations Definitely remember that the friendship is is your child's friendship. And if you're seeking friendship, reach out to the other parents. This is an opportunity for you to also have a friend. Um, you know, I remember when I was a kid, like I wasn't allowed to go to anyone's house, even through high school, unless my mom and dad knew the parents. So if I had a new friend, I mean, you could bet that my mom was going to reach out to the other parent and learn. And if there was no response and no reciprocation, there was very little chance that I was going to be allowed to go to that other person's house and hang out because my mom didn't know them. My mom knew my friend, but she didn't know the adults. So this is an opportunity for you to also have friends. You know, if you want to want to hang out and get to know better, invite the friend, you know, invite the family over. We have so many fun stories about families um, of of who have come together through Best Buddies that now celebrate holidays together because their extended families might not be in the same city. But it's an opportunity for you to become friends. And if there is a problem in the friendship, seek out another adult. Again, why Best Buddies exist. If something's not going well or if you're concerned about something, don't reach out to the kid because all that is going to do is create a divide between your child, and their new friend. And it might even create some distrust from your child to you. So why best, again, why Best Buddies exists, why we have a dedicated program uh, manager that works with all of our volunteers, and it's why, you know, you'll find my cell phone number and Rachel's cell phone number on our business cards because we want you to reach out to us first. That's why we, again, why we exist. It's why when you look at our program structures, if you're looking at the school structure, There are faculty advisors that are accessible as well, adults that can help mediate any problem. Um, And that, again, will allow for the friendship to have the best chance of success. Because the first way to scare your your kid's friend away is to call the friend. Yeah. And that's for (laughs) any person. Um, So, you know, Something I think most people think about the high school level, but even even with elementary and middle school, like call the other parent or call best buddies, call call the faculty advisor that's helping the kids in the school, you know, stay accountable. But um, that's a that's a huge piece. And then also, um, if you're curious about best buddies or you're curious about the friendships and the opportunities, 
allow us to, to introduce you to other people who have had a really great experience with Best Buddies and talk to us. You know, maybe there's some concerns you have or maybe there are specific um, aspirations you have for the friendship. Let's talk about that and, and be open about it so there's no surprises. Um, and also, Best Buddies is not a respite program. Um, we we get calls about that all the time, and that's not what we're designed for. We're really designed f- for relationship building. You know, we're not experts in disability. We're not experts in in. I mean. That's just not, we're not experts in therapy. We're not experts in respite programs. There are great organizations and and companies that offer those services and are really, really good at it. What we are really, really good at is teaching people how to foster and cultivate meaningful, lasting relationships as long as they choose to commit. Like it has to be their choice and they have to want to do it. Um, otherwise it won't work, you know, so we, we collaborate with other organizations. So those people can be more aware of those services. So, you know, in Missouri, we collaborate with the St. Louis arc. We collaborate with the down syndrome association. We collaborate with pathways to independence. Um, I don't want to miss people on this, but we, we collaborate with other organizations that provide direct services and direct programming for people with disabilities to also extend their programming out. You know, okay, we've got these meetup groups, but it's only of kids with the same disability. And they really want to meet other kids without disabilities. Let's partner. That's what Best Buddies does, is we we kind of serve as the facilitator to introduce those different demo, those different demographics of people. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love what we get to do because we provide a, a real necessary service um, that doesn't really cost anyone any money. So it's free to participate in our programs. Um, and there are some programs where the chapter themselves will pay an annual due. And what that does is it ensures that their chapter leadership is being trained at the annual Best Buddies Leadership Conference every summer and that they have the tools and resources to ensure that the program is successful and also sustainable for years to come. Um, It also ensures that they have access to a Best Buddies program manager. So there are some programs um, at the high school and college level where they pay chapter dues. Outside of that, I mean, the only program that I have right now in Missouri where you pay um, is our citizens program for adults. And that's because we ask the volunteers to pay their own background check fee. Mm. It's a $15 fee. So if you're not, if you want to, if you want to have a friendship with someone and you're not willing to pay $15 so we can ensure that you're a quality human being that's never, you know, committed a crime and do our due diligence, then you're probably not going to be Okay. It's just not going to be a good fit. So, you know, there's... you have to pay more for. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of Rover, but it's it's this like dog sitting app, and it's I think twenty five or thirty dollars for the background check, and that's just to dog sit. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we we're talking about human beings yeah, here. Maybe, exactly. So, what I'm hearing is Catherine has suggested we increase our volunteer <laughs> fee. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah. But again, I mean, 
the programs are designed so people can engage and they can thrive and they can learn about themselves. And it's it's why I love what we get to do. We also get to work with other organizations and allow their participants access to something that without us, they don't have the bandwidth to support. And without them, we don't have the bandwidth to support direct services. So it has to be that communal approach. We have to be willing to work together. We have to have an abundance mindset. And we also have to trust that who we're partnering with, we're all doing this in the best interest of all the individuals that choose to participate with us. So it's quality assurance too. That's amazing. I'm glad that you guys do that. It makes me like, I don't know, because it's it's hard for people, I think, sometimes to find those kinds of quality. It is hard. Yeah, it's just hard. <laughs> I mean, we we live in in a, a society where people are competitive. Um, they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are self centered. People have their own aspirations and they're really focused on that or they feel the need to be something because they perceive someone else thinks they should be that. So they're trying to be a version of themselves that they think other people believe they should be rather than being their authentic self. Um, And I learned this myself through Best Buddies is be who you are. It's so hard to be who you are anyway so trying to be something for someone else is infinitely more challenging. So just be yourself. And I promise you that through Best Buddies, you will find other people who love you and want to, to have you in their lives. Um, and that's why I love what we do is we create a place in communities where people belong and Loneliness is happening at epidemic proportions across the world. People feel more isolated from other humans than ever before, which is, I think, a wild phenomenon, seeing as so much of our technology is designed to help us be more connected, but yet we're not connecting. So we're really... I'm like, we're combating one of the world's <laughs> epidemics. Um, but it it's is. true. It's I mean, we're, we're, you, it, it's true. You it's know? so much easier to hide behind a screen than it is to have, you know, genuine human interactions. Right. But when you have those, then you can have feelings. And when you feel things, that's how you know when something's right or wrong. And if you can see someone's reaction in real time, that's how we learn. That's how we we can become better as a society. So... Um, I, I love that we create that place and it's a lot of mindfulness. Like you have to be mindful about not only yourself, but you have to be mindful about other people and you have to be willing to accept that, you know, my actions and my words have consequences intended and unintended. And we have to be willing to accept what those consequences are and learn from them and grow. And I really believe that our programs at Best Buddies teach that. We teach intentionality. We teach discipline. We teach kindness. We teach, um, you know, how to reach out to other people. How do you overcome that initial, like, meet and greet? And we also teach that 
you have to put the effort in. So these are all like character building principles that are happening through our programs. And um, it's just really remarkable when you see two people who would have never connected become friends through a Best Buddies program and they have their aha moment or their magic moment where it's like, oh my gosh, I needed this person more than they needed me. But both people are feeling it at the same time. And we hear it all of the time. That is just like, that's the most beautiful thing because I feel like that's what love is, you know, because I think from my perspective, love is deliberately willing the good of another person without anticipation of reciprocation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're getting that reciprocation. And so I think that that's a that's an amazing thing to facilitate. It genuinely. is. It is. And 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 you know, you say the word love. Like love can mean so thi- so many it things. Can, yeah. Love happens in in a romantic way. It happens in a non-romantic way. The Greeks have so many I mean, better like, definitions. They than do. We have. They do. But I so, mean, yeah. when you see two friends like genuinely genuinely care about each other and about each other's well-being, it some good old philos. It it is. It, I mean, it'll it will change you, and it's what's changing communities all across St. Louis. And our goal over the next however many years is that people will have best buddies in every community, whether it's our school friendship program, whether it's an ambassadors leadership program. Um, we really would love to launch our integrated employment program that really, really focuses on integration in the workplace. So not just preparing the person with a disability for the job that they're going to start, but also preparing every single person in that organization on how they can help that person be successful. Because a company's success is like an airplane. If one piece doesn't work, it doesn't get off the ground, or it's that much harder to get off the ground. So if everybody understands what their purpose is, then that company's going to thrive, that person is going to thrive. And you know, we see studies all the time of, you know, pro- productivity levels in the workplace when your coworker has a differing ability skyrockets, morale skyrockets because you become more aware of what you can do and what that person can do and how you need to support each other. Builds community, group cohesion. It's so important. And then our, um, our our fourth pillar of inclusive living is something that will we'll eventually launch in Missouri, but it really does focus on living an inclusive lifestyle and being intentional and, and not, not turning away when you see someone that's different, but welcoming them in. Learn about other people. That's how differences stop being scary. And that's when real change happens. I think you were kind of telling me the first time we met mm-hmm. about your inclusive living programs. So if the, could you possibly go more into them for parents who have older children? So that it is a <laughs> brand new mission pillar. And the idea behind it is that Best Buddies is working to have homes where the residents of the home are differing in ability and they're all living the Best Buddies mission of inclusion, and it's people with and without disabilities living in a home, in a community together. Um, and there's a lot of other things that go into that. And since the program is in its just starting in its second year, uh, there's a lot that we're learning about it. 
but um, it will eventually be something that we bring to Missouri. Right now, um, you know, we have some great resources that offer great living options. And with our strategic goals that we have for Best Buddies in Missouri, um, you know, part of the living program is that the residents all are employed. So for that to be successful, we really would love to get our integrated employment program off the ground because then people actually will have places to work. income yeah. that they can participate in Best Buddies living or a living home. And, um, and, and they can contribute because there's nothing cooler than being able to say like, I paid for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, nice. there's a lot of things cooler than that, I'm sure. No, but, but it's, it's you know, a really good sense, sense of pride. You're in your 20s. You know? Yeah, I like paid for that. You made it happen for yourself. And that kind of independence is really important, especially right. when you're living. Right. But it's not just so it's all, like you just said independence. Yeah. And independence is a huge thing. But Best Buddies is focused on interdependence, like how we rely on each other and need to be allow ourselves to be vulnerable for each other to be successful. So, you know, being independent is so important and knowing that you can do something on your own if you need to. But the ability to say, you know what, I'm not that great at X, but Catherine's awesome at it. So I should invite, I should reach out to her and see how I can learn from her or if that's something she's willing to help me with. Like great leaders of businesses and and civilizations are are usually – or what we see as the great leaders, are usually people who are willing to say, I need to surround myself with people who are better at the things that I'm not. And that's what Best Buddies is about. Like, we're not all great at everything, and that's okay. We yeah. sh- That's not, you know, we all have our own abilities. We have our own gifts. And if we are uh, allow ourselves to be vulnerable to let other people in that might have those gifts, um, we're going to be better for it. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you already know my opinions on that. I love – I mean, I, I do. I, I, I love what we get to do, and it's so meaningful, and it transcends into so many – so many social challenges that we face across the world. Um, you know, there's so many social disparities, and I think if we all – welcome the philosophy of best buddies that like everybody needs a friend and let's not think everyone's out to get us or out to put us in a certain category but like let's really get to know each other um the world's going to be a better place it really is and it's super cheesy to say but i truly truly believe that emphatically (laughs) yeah same genuinely and i think that like inclusion with individuals with disabilities is one of the things that in our society does not get enough no coverage because i think it's i mean largely what we see nowadays is kind of like this importance of integration of different races genders sexual orientations different things like that Mm -hmm. and those are all extremely important in their own regards but we have individuals who are on the outside of society that need simple things for inclusion, like inclusive public bathrooms. Mm-hmm. What the heck is that about? Right. And put an adult changing table in a family restroom and like, boom, there you go. Inclusive family restroom. Well, and it also, again, it builds awareness about what other people are going through. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it builds empathy. We don't have enough of that. No, we Um, simply do not. We don't. We really don't have enough empathy. You can never have enough empathy. You can't. And if you can't emote empathy, you can at least have sympathy. That is true. Because not everyone's capable capable of empathy. Right. I think, um, but I think, you know, the point you made about, you know, accessible public bathrooms, it's, again, we are sleeping on that. We, well, there's a lot of things that we're sleeping on, but more than anything, you know, disability in the diversity and inclusion rights movement that we are having. I mean, it, it is a movement. Mm-hmm. If, if we're not going to call it a movement, we should be calling it a movement. It's like exactly. the top priority and all of you know, the Fortune 1000 companies and everybody's talking about diversity, inclusion, diversity, inclusion. Okay, what does that mean? Those are buzzwords. Right? But they're why not- Why diversity, inclusion? Is it because everyone else is doing it and you want to be ahead of the curve? And then not only why, how are you, how are you being more inclusive? Is it through your, you know, business resource groups or your employee resource groups? Are those people inviting other people into their groups or are they just having their their own little group niche conversation, which then further furthers you from the goal of diversity and inclusion because exactly. you're not teaching others how about your own diversity. And with disability, you know, it's often said within our, our disability community, it's the most maligned population of people in the world. 80 one to 84 percent that fluctuates year to year but 81 to 84 percent of adults 18 and older with disabilities do not have a job i mean sit with that they don't go to work they have other people that are are trying to figure out what they're going to do during the day their social interaction with other human beings is often limited to a caregiver or someone, a paid service provider, or a sibling, a family member. It's like three different categories of social interaction. And humans are extremely social creatures. I mean, if I said, okay, everybody, you have one minute to write down all the people that you know or that you're going to hang out with this month, go. I, I, you know, you'd probably fill your list up pretty fast. But when we do this with people who have a disability, who have just started with Best Buddies, their social circles are much, much smaller. And it's really interesting to do that. And so like when we think about diversity and inclusion, you know, disability doesn't discriminate. So there are people with disabilities in every category that you listed off. It does not discriminate. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It does not matter what your ethnicity is, what your, um, you know, if you're male or female. It doesn't matter. It does not discriminate. And all of us, if we want to, like, really give a little shock moment, we're all just one moment away from a possible disability. Nobody knows what's going to happen to them tomorrow. And if we're not going to allow ourselves to recognize this enormous population of individuals and learn from them and really welcome them in, then we're not achieving diversity and inclusion at its fullest. So I would say if you're a business owner or you're a community member where you preach diversity and inclusion as something that you really value, 
meet with us. Welcome us to come in. We're not just going to come in and share about best, just about best buddies and how we're here to end the isolation, social isolation of people with disabilities. I mean, it's social isolation of all different demographics because, again, disability does not discriminate. So we can really create some effective change if people are willing to become disciplined with their actions that will become habits that will actually result in true diversity and inclusion. And we have tools and resources to help people do that. So is there anything I should have asked but didn't? Um, I think the biggest thing is we, we want more people to get involved. So if you're curious about friendships, reach out to us, email us, Missouri at bestbuddies.org. And if you're not in Missouri, still email us because we'll get you in touch with the right people. Um, We are all one best buddies. We're all one organization. We all have the same mission, which is to end the social, physical, and economic isolation of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And we are doing that every day through friendships, through leadership development opportunities, through integrated employment initiatives, and then also inclusive living. So Best Buddies, it's a way of life. It's a way of being. And we're not here to to make things happen for you. We're here to teach you how to make things happen for yourself and for other people. Thank you so much for coming on, Kelly. Thanks. <laughs> if you also can um, visit our website, bestbuddies.org, um, and that'll take you to the Best Buddies International website. If you want to be state-specific, you would do bestbuddies.org slash Missouri, and that'll take you to um, our website. You can learn more about what our programmatic reach is in Missouri. Um, and then also you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Best Buddies in Missouri. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having us as a guest. This was awesome. Thanks, Catherine. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. This podcast is hosted and produced by Katherine Blanner with the help of Jason Hingland Lauderdale. If you liked this podcast, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and share it with your friends. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow eSpecial Needs on social media. On Facebook, we're just eSpecial Needs. On Instagram, at eSpecial underscore needs. And Twitter, at eSpecial Needs. Thank you again for listening, and don't forget, you're doing great things. <laughs>